Hello, and welcome to Michael's Record Collection, episode number 15. I'm Michael Citro, your host, and in this episode, I'm talking to the band Wild Street. Wild Street have been called sleaze rock, glam rock, hard rock, some even call them metal, but just call them rock and roll because that's what they are. They're a great rock and roll band out of New York, and I was very fortunate to be able to talk to them in the middle of their tour. In fact, they pulled off the road somewhere along the Gulf Coast uh, between Louisiana and Florida and uh, did the interview that way. You're going to hear some seagulls in the background, I think, a few times in this interview. We spoke with primarily Eric Jake, the lead vocalist, and uh, he also plays guitar. Also Jimmy Marlowe, guitarist, Locke Driver, the drummer, Dom Martez, the guitarist, another guitarist, lead guitarist, and Johnny D, the bassist. Fantastic band. They have a great new album out called Three. This interview was performed a about a week or two before the, the new album dropped. But check it out. Uh, you can go and find their stuff at wildstreetmusic.com. I hope you enjoy this. This is a, this was a treat. And uh, it's a great rock and roll band that should be better known than they are. And uh, you can check out their stuff at Spotify and all of that stuff. But they've got great deals through their website, bundles with uh, the LP and uh, their CDs. You can get uh, you know T-shirts and other goodies there as well. So... Anyway, it was a great interview uh, for me. It was fun, and I enjoyed it. And here you go. This is Wild Street. All right. On this week's uh, issue of Michael's Record Collection, happy to have with us the band Wild Street, all of you on the road. Uh, Thanks for being with me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. So I want to talk to you about this new album, Three, which comes out June 25th. This will be your third release, but the second full album. You've got the the self-titled debut and the um, Wild Street 2 Faster Louder EP on Golden Robot Records, digital CD, and vinyl. Where's the best place for fans of the band to get the album? Is it at your website? Well, yeah, um, you can order it um, from from our website we're 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 selling like autographed um autographed lps and autographed cds and and they come with like free things and and stuff just to make it um to make it a package to make something exciting for for fans um and we have like merch bundles because um our t-shirts look awesome so you know maybe somebody wants to buy a t-shirt and and an lp or a t-shirt and a cd but um, you know, it'll also be available. Um, you know, if digital is your thing, um, and uh, you know, it's available on Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera, et cetera, and you can get it anywhere. Yeah, I've been listening to it all uh, over at uh, well, not the album, but you know, you guys have been releasing quite a few of these songs uh, in advance of the album. And I wanted to ask you about that. What was the um, what was that? Like kind of pandemic related or was that always the plan to just release songs uh, you know the songs in advance of the album or you know what 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 was the strategy there well the the album was recorded as an album right so like it's not like we were like piecing this whole thing together um you know it was it was already finished and we wanted to gain the, the maximum amount of momentum uh you know pushing towards towards you know the the release of the, of the full album and also towards what, what would come next you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um and because of obviously because of the, the world the past year it it would have been um really not the best decision to to release the full album before we we could tour and support it so so yeah that's how we that's how we did it but it it, it is a rock album but uh yeah you know 
you guys seem to be um tireless i mean you guys are are on a very what seems to be a very grueling road schedule right now you guys are extremely active on social media and and um and promoting this thing i mean do you guys ever rest <laughs> <laughs> no sleep to brooklyn <laughs> that's a good answer that's a good answer so i want to talk to you about your sound a little bit now i i didn't know about you guys until this until this album actually set it off when set it off came out You got a kind of a little bit of a of a Joe Elliott thing going from Def Leppard in your in your vocals a little bit. You've probably heard that before. Yeah, well, a little bit at times, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> that led me to wonder, like, who your major influences are, because it seems to me like there's a variety. I hear a little bit of a little bit of blues guitar in some of the songs. There's there's definitely a little bit of the '80s Sunset Strip bands in there. You know, who do you guys really? Uh, not that you model your sound after anybody who influences you guys okay i'm gonna pass this off and and um because wild street is a band and so uh, the, you know all of us combined makes our sound so um jimmy you can go for it just say like one or two bands i mean i don't know <laughs> i like so much but you know we uh we tried just to have make for the for wild street is always based on bands who had fun so that was our goal. And so any sort of like, you know, yes, of course, all the, the 80s bands are, are part of it. But, you know, it's not just that. It's everything uh, we've grown up with. So and then, you know, there's always newer influences, too. But I, I mean, I don't know of anything offhand in particular. Rock, uh, why don't you say something? Uh, I listen to uh, mostly like Japanese rock from like the 90s and 2000s. Um, like, I like a lot of prog. I like a lot of, uh, kraut rock, like electronic music. We all share, and me and Dominic were in both death metal and thrash metal bands before. So it's a little eclectic, you know? Yeah. Cool. All right. Don. What's up? Your turn. What am I doing? Just tell say some of your <laughs> Oh, man. I just like all the classics, all the classic, uh, you know, rock. And, you know, I come from Michigan, so a lot of Motown is influencing my playing. Um, you know, Guns, Crew, all the you know, standard stuff. Yeah. I uh, I like everything, man. I, I'm kind of kind of that guy. I don't think there's a such thing as bad music yet because everything's got sounds and it's got notes. I like your shirt, man. I love I like Dream Theater. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, man, I I dig everything. There's there's a there's a there's a something to dance to in every song. So, <laughs> well, we're wild. <laughs> you brought up fun and, and you know bands that have fun, or, or one of you did there just a minute ago, and it, it and that kind of it really comes through in these these songs. Um, it, it really is a, a band that seems to have a blast it, it's uh you know there's some some of those anthemic songs you know i think set it off is one of those and i think um 
uh, Poison Kiss from the from the earlier release uh, co- comes off like that. that something that comes out in your writing where you that you're going for is it just something that's a a byproduct of writing a song i i say it's you know it is like what we're going for like we want you know we're writing stadium rock you know um it's it's supposed to be you know instantly singable especially in the case of set it off like we wrote we wrote the hook line and that was like pretty much the whole song (laughs) you know um I don't know. Yeah. Like we, we just do what we do. We we're you know, we have fun. We play, we write songs that are catchy and, and we think they sound good. So I think other people do too. <laughs> the, um, the writing process, take, take me through that a little bit. Cause I, I was reading that you in a different interview that you, you like to write some of the, some of the songs outside the band with other collaborators. Tell me a little bit about the songs on this album and how they came about. Well, they came over like, you know, nine years of, of you know, demos and, and, and also letting the demos rest for a little while and not thinking about them. But um, yeah, like there's, there's two songs that were, were that had outside writers, whereas I, I guess, uh, yeah, like Faster Louder was, had more songs co-written than band, like band collaboration songs, I guess. Jimmy, what, what else? I mean... It was more compiling. The, the record was more about compiling things we already had had, and then you know nailing them down to mm-hmm. to put it together. As and and then in there, in doing that, it created some sort of cohesive sound by doing it all at once. Even though the songs were all written at different periods. Yeah, um, like for example, like set set it off, and mother were the last two songs that we wrote for the for the album. You know, it, and needless to say, they were released last you know so do you guys bring um you know bring ideas to the band or do do the songs come out of jamming first and then they kind of take shape how does that work well in the past it was it's been like you know one of us presents an idea to the to the other person and 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 you know somebody builds on it you know who knows what what the future will be and what what we'll do to write songs you know um uh, I'm down to jam. I'm down to play any music at any time. <laughs> what did you listen to growing up? Me? Uh, well, okay. So my first two albums, albums on LP were uh, um, Thriller and Purple Rain. And I was like, you know, a child, like a 
like three or four or five. But then like I started getting into music after I saw, you know, Guns N' Roses and Stephen and Aerosmith and uh, on MTV. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is so cool. And so like then I, you know, I got into like Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, Motley Crue and Def Leppard and a bunch of other bands, Alice in Chains and, and you know, whatever, Soundgarden, like all these all these bands that were um, that were popular. And I learned to play guitar. And so that was that was my early influences. Do you guys embrace one style over another as far as, you know, when people call people call you guys glam rock, they call you hard rock. I've heard people call you metal. Is there, is there one thing that you guys think is accurate or inaccurate or do you even care? You can call us whatever. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> That's all rock and roll. If anyone ever asks me what kind of music we play, I just say rock and roll. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you I, know? <clears throat> I always respond New York City rock and roll. Gotcha. Just don't um, call us a hair band. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, at one time that was, uh, I mean, I think the label came much, you know, after the bands had been out for a while. But um, that brings up the, the point of you guys don't have the, you know, the the big hair and the, you know, I think, you know, you, you do yourself up a little bit like, um, not really like Alice Cooper, but sort of in that kind of um, style tradition, maybe. Let me, what, let me. Let me say this, like what um, we go, we set out when we play live, we set out to give people the best show of their life. Right. And part of part of putting on a show is dressing in character. You know, like I'm not going to wear I'm not going to wear like the same clothes or the same kind of makeup or whatever, you know, in day to day life. But I'm the same person. You know what I mean? So I think that, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it, you know, and like there's there's something to be said. Like people want to go to a show and be taken outside their daily lives and be be and just rock, you know. So that's my two cents. <laughs> Was there anyone in particular that influenced your look when you you know when you get get on stage, you get get all dressed up to go out? Not really, uh, not really. Like I uh, I don't really know how I got started dressing the way I do, but um, uh, but it it's just wait it's just me <laughs> <laughs> it's just you it's just you all right you mentioned about this this took place over a long period of time this album three do you remember when 
you know you first started or, or what song you worked on first from this uh the set of songs i think that i think race hell was the first song we did but then i think still love you is the second one um they've been around for a while so uh, i think that was i think yeah. that's the order yeah, yeah. yeah. You had a song on there. I think the only thing that wasn't on already on Spotify was uh, Midnight Children. Is that a sequel to Midnight yeah. Gypsy? Oh, uh, well, no. No, just things are good at midnight. So <laughs> <laughs> you find children, you find gypsies, you find a lot of things. So. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. You were talking about, you know, getting dressed up and having a good time. And, and I think that comes through in, in some of the music videos you guys have done. And that's that's not something that I think is is necessarily of the time. It was certainly a big thing when, when I was, you know, a teenager and whatever. MTV was in its heyday. We I saw the, you know, the rise and fall of it. Do you guys like making videos Is it or is it just part of the job or part of the gig? Uh, I love making videos. I, we... You know, as I said, like, we always have fun. You know what I mean? Like, we, we have fun when we make our videos. We have fun when we play our shows. And it's like, it's it's fun. It's it's good. It's It rocks. You know what I mean? So Kings of the World is, is what you're calling this tour. Did, is that yours? Is that somebody else come up with that name? Um, no, I... We were we were talking about about tour names, and I just said Kings Kings of World Tour or Kings of the World Tour, and then it got shortened to Kings of World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's it been so far? How how the the crowd's been, and and how's the response? It's been awesome because people are so happy to see live music again. You know what I mean? After after such a, a depressing and 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 rockless year last year, it's like you know everybody just wants to rock. Yeah, I can relate to that. I, I I've been buying ticket concert tickets <laughs> left and right. Now that uh, the pandemic is sort of, uh, I wouldn't say it's winding down, but I think people are coming to grips with it and and getting it under control a little bit here. I wanted to ask you about that. Did did that sort of break the band's momentum a bit? Uh, it seemed like you guys, you know, you started. I think it broke I, the world. I was, yeah, I was looking back, and it was I was looking back at the release dates of some of the some of the previous videos and, and some of the previous singles. And it, it seemed like you, you had stuff going and then it just was like everything, like everybody got put on hold. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it sort of did, but you know, like it was fine. It's fine. It worked out for the best because we ended up on gold, golden robot, you know, and mm -hmm. they've been, they've been good for us and, uh, and they're awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you too about your um, was uh, the producer's name's Kyle Pass? Is it pronounced Pass? Yeah, Kyle Kyle Pass. Pass. Okay, and John Kaplan mixed it. What was that experience like working with them? Were they were they sort of uh, were they the kind of people that would say, "Look, I think you should try, maybe try it this way," or did they just kind of go with the flow with what the band was trying to do? I mean, was there you know did they give you constructive pushback? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, 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 totally. Kyle was was involved very much in the you know, production. He played he played a bunch of instruments on, and he like you know he found the keyboard player that we that we used, and uh, John K 
Kaplan was more at a distance, but you know, we've known each other for, for a long time and, and he's one of the best. So, but yeah, like it's, they're great, honestly. All right. So what can someone expect when they, when they go to a wild street show, obviously you're going to tell, you're going to tell me that, uh, you know, they're going to have fun, they're going to rock, but really what, 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 what is a fan going to experience when they go see you guys live? Sweat. They're going to get a lot of sweat in their face. (laughs) What do you think? Sweat. Well, I mean, we're kind of all over the place, so. (laughs) In a good way, in a good way. Yeah, you're like. You'll be entertained, even if you hate it. You'll be entertained. Even though we're off stage, we'll be yeah, we're also really loud. We're loud. You'll, we're yes. really loud. Yes. yes, that that is the that is sorry. The truth. <laughs> In all ways, um, I I suggest everybody try it. <laughs> try it once. <laughs> Give it a try. Want to try? Be cool, man. Well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you like it? Nah, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, tell me a little bit about Mother because it has uh, it's totally very different from the rest of the songs on the album and it's uh it's you have a single length version but it's also the regular version is 7 plus minutes so tell me a little bit about that one how that came about Jimmy sent sent me a, a demo that he had done, and uh, and it had like most of the instrumental, you know, figured out in, in in a sense. And so like I thought it was awesome, so I came up with uh, a melody over it, and and we really didn't like when. Okay, so here's the whole story. So Jimmy sent me this demo. I did I did a vocal right. And so, like, I, I wrote this, the, the chorus and the verses, right? And then I went away on tour in, in Europe with a different band. Jimmy put the arrangement together right right before we went into the studio in, in 2018. We, we sent it to Locke. Locke and, and Jimmy and all of us got together one time and rehearsed, rehearsed Mother. And then we went to the studio and Locke killed it. <laughs> and he, 
he recorded he recorded like uh what seven songs in in seven hours or six hours yeah. or something or something crazy like and and so and then the song like kind of developed from there in the studio what uh, what about the subject matter what kind of uh, inspired the, the lyrics <laughs> hard living man <laughs> <laughs> i mean are you it was like it's like kind of like a horror story a little bit it, it, do you are you into like the you know that kind of dark type of story telling well, yeah, like you know, um, obviously, Poison Kiss was a was a similar sort of sort of idea. But yeah, like every song is different, and every song is you know is its own trip, right? So like you know, you just you you write you write to the song and to the and and try to be that character, you know. Mm -hmm. Who does your? Are you the one that's always on Twitter, or do you have somebody doing your Twitter for you? No, I do it. It's, it's, it's crazy man it's it, like it's been my project for the past six months because it was our weakest social like uh -huh. we were we're you know we were killing it on other other like uh, like facebook and stuff and so like i was like i gotta get her twitter up because it doesn't look good that it, that it's dragging so much and but it's like a full-time job <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you got you guys are, are on there a lot and you're and you're uh you're very active with the fans you're very active with with other um you know obviously bands that, that you admire you know retweeting and things like that so it's it's always a fun follow because you know when I, I know whenever i flip open the app that you guys are going to have something in there and in, in the timeline so uh that made me curious because it, it didn't sound like it was coming from a you know a social manager you know, a social media manager that's that's kind of what prompted the question so uh it's great that you, you're taking the time to do that and and then you know someday you'll be too big to to do your own social media. <laughs> <laughs> i hope so <laughs> so when three comes out on June 25th, somebody gets the record, they bring it home, they stick it on, they listen to it start to finish. What's the takeaway you want that listener to come away with at the end of that listen? Um, that they want to listen again. Say that again. That they want to listen to it again. That's the best, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think everybody's going to be satisfied and everybody's going to be happy. It's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be spending my time on Twitter if I didn't think that our record was good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know these are all your babies, these songs, but do you have a favorite? Um, yeah, my favorite's Mother. What about you, Jim? My favorite song on the record or, or, or in the band? Yeah, on, on the three, on the new album. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's the same. I don't know. Nah, I don't really have a favorite. Lock. <laughs> Born to be is probably my favorite.
Yeah. Uh, mother. Yeah, also probably mother, actually. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, <laughs> but. probably changes on a day to day basis. Uh, I, yeah. I appreciate you guys taking so some time out of your busy schedule. It looks like you're just on the side of the road somewhere. And here yeah, are. check it out. We're we're at um, <laughs> Noco. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, I think I'm going to be at that Longwood show on Friday um, as we're recording this. I don't think this is going to go live until after that show because I got some stuff in the can. But uh, I'm looking forward to catching the live Wild Street experience here in. Uh, in Central Florida, and uh, I didn't even know that that venue was a live music place. It's, it's <laughs> actually it's actually like two miles from where I work, and it's uh, they're having Pat Travers band and other bands there. I'm like, I didn't even know that they had shows there. So it just kind of looks. Cool. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and um, you know, I wish you guys the best of luck with the new album, and um, you know, with the tour, and, and hope everything goes well, and hopefully you won't spend any more time in the shop and uh, waiting for repairs. And uh, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon at patreon.com slash Michael's Record Collection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>